15 minutes to 2 o'clock. This is Life Happens. My name is Pimelo Modine. Lloyd Babedi is joining me now on in studio. He's in studio with us. We're going to be discussing something that we saw on social media today, and uh, that was quite disturbing. And we, I mean, I first said, how sure are we about the story? And then Lloyd checked it out, and he says, absolutely. Lloyd, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Afternoon. Thank you for having me. Again. Just give us the background on this very disturbing tweet that we got and uh, that we are going to be dealing with right now. There is a girl from Giani, Hamlamulele, who is 17 years old. She lives with a disability. Her mother's unemployed because her mother needs to look after her. She needs a wheelchair. She needs sanitary pads. She needs nappies as well. She's not even going to school. So it's, it's a huge challenge because there's no income in that household. So let's start with, I mean, there are a couple of things there. Why, why isn't she going to school? Surely there are schools that are supposed to be equipped to deal with uh, people with disability. In such villages, uh, schools that can actually accommodate a person with a disability, they are quite far. You find them that they are only in the towns, but within the small villages, you won't find a school like that. Mm-hmm. And for the fact that she does not have a properly working wheelchair, so it's going to be another challenge to mobilize her from home to the school as well. And the wheelchair, I thought social response, social development was supposed to be responsible for that. From my understanding, they're supposed to be going out there with a social worker and making sure these for me are the basics that this should be taking yes. care of. She should be getting a grant and other support uh, from social development. Yes. Um, as per legislation, social development along with the Department of Health, they are supposed to be giving out wheelchairs. They are supposed to be assisting people with disabilities with social grants and that. But now it also becomes a challenge of whereby how does a person get to their offices to notify them in terms of I need this, I need that. Don't social workers go out anymore? Not well, in Gauteng, I know that they do. Yes. But I've, I've realized with most cases that I've worked with in rural areas, they'll tell you that a social worker would come once a month within that area. And within one day, they wouldn't be able to go through each and every household to check what are the actual needs and that. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to say to you because this sounds to me like this is such a simple, it's not a complicated situation. True. It can be easily sorted out. True. But you understanding the complexities of things that are happening in this space, what, what's your advice for what should, what's happening here? Um, I think for me, especially with this situation, um, having a foundation whereby we assist people with disabilities, uh, it's, a, it's a huge concern. And that is why with, the, with our foundation, we work mostly with corporates to, to try and get assistance. Because even with government, yes, government assists, but the process is long. We've had beneficiaries that have been waiting for wheelchairs for over a year. Mm. And, and so waiting, as in yes. we're just waiting for them to arrive. Yes, because um, there's usually a backlog in terms of the applications as well. And another challenge that's there is that if, for example, you live in Gauteng, mm. you apply for a wheelchair and you go to a different province, you apply for a wheelchair, you get blocked because they have no surety that have you received a wheelchair from that province and from this province. So there isn't really a way to 
to keep track to say that definitely no, this person has received a wheelchair from that province and now they're asking for another wheelchair from this province as well. So hence there's that backlog and you need to wait for a long time. We need to sort out this um, this kind of support issue and I'm going to be speaking to organ- an organization now that helps with Quad Para, um, it's called the Quad Para Association of South Africa. They are obviously quite um, involved in the paraplegic uh, spaces and the paraplegic spaces and let's just see you know what makes it so difficult for all of us to put our heads together and sort out some of the things that we have so i will also ask you to give us a call if you have issues uh, where you know of somebody or perhaps you've been waiting for a wheelchair and it hasn't been coming or your social worker has just not been in touch or supportive let us know so that we can then put you in touch with the right people 0891-104-207. hashtag sfm life happens the guys at Quad Power Association of South Africa are joining this conversation. I'm in conversation with Lloyd Babedi and we, we discuss uh, disability every single week and so we tackle different things. Lloyd was just alerting us to a tweet of somebody who was just begging for assistance. This person has got no wheelchair. I mean, there are all, all, all sorts of other things that they need. But at the end of the day, um, the mother of the child herself is unemployed because she has to look after the child. You know, it sounds for me like it's such a simple thing. If social development we're doing their job I think all of us will find ourselves in a better position but you know there are organizations out there who do their bit Quad Power Association um, project manager is joining us on the line Renal Leeson Renal thank you very much for joining us good afternoon Good afternoon, Camilo. Thank you so much for having us on your show. You know, I was, I was asking Lloyd earlier off air just how great the need is for organizations to, to pull together. I mean, I've seen many, but, you know, just how great is the need when you're an organization like this on the ground? Your experience, how great is the need of something, something like what we saw earlier on? No, the need is great, hey, because um, I was listening in a bit earlier and um, the state is not doing their job in terms of issuing assistive devices to wheelchair users or persons with disabilities. And it becomes the fight of organizations like ourselves to um, advocate and lobby against um, state uh, hospitals to issue these assistive devices to our members. I mean, it sounds also to me like it's tedious, as in there's red tape upon red tape upon red tape. Uh, Do you assist with that as well? Yes, uh, so we've done a lot of lobbying and advocacy from our side, and um, we have managed to, to seat many of our members uh, via the state and also via our organization from our own assistive device fund. Mm, okay, so tell us about your program, the Driving Ambition Program. What is that program? So our Driving Ambitions Program was launched in February 2010, and it makes driving a reality for persons with mobility impairments. Oh. It's a driver training program which gives people with mobility impairments the opportunity to learn driving in a specially adapted vehicle with the aim of achieving their driving license. Hmm, That's very nice. How do people apply? Um, So people can contact me directly and um, they would have to have their learners first though because we only assist with driving lessons. And we run the project um, in three provinces at the moment, in Gauteng, KZN and the Western Cape. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, fantastic. I mean, that's the only criteria, that you have to have your learners and that's it? Yeah, you just have to have your learners and obviously be a person with a mobility impairment yes. who requires an adapted vehicle to drive. Okay, we'll take some calls. Uh, I see Robin is calling us from an MPO called Brave. Brave, you are calling us. I'm not sure which region you're in, uh, Robin. Hi. Hi, I'm in Cape Town. 
Mm-hmm. So, Robin, do you think you can assist the person that Lloyd was talking about? Well, uh, what I, we can assist with that, but what I wanted to raise is that this issue is far broader than what we think because there are many people who have immobility issues that aren't declared disabled. Yes, and so, so give us the scope Hundreds of what of you thousands. mean. Yeah, give so, us the scope. For example, you may be in a motor vehicle accident. You may suffer a um, spinal injury, but it may not lead to permanent disability. Mm-hmm. And it may be years of you being semi-mobile. So, for example, um, we've helped people with wheelchairs who haven't left their beds for five years. Mm-hmm. So, so, so what, 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 what does BRAVE do? Brave supports people who are in recovery from physical trauma yeah. and acute chronic illness. And we do that on a donation basis. And our focus is recovery. So once people leave rehabilitation centers, hospitals, or um, those kinds of environments, we step in and try to help them transition back into everyday life. Mm. And, and so how great is the need there, Robin? It's huge because what people don't realize is that we have at least 2 million people a year suffering serious physical trauma of some sort. And of that, um, quite a small percentage will be declared permanently disabled. Yeah. But we have, we have hundreds of thousands of people in our country walking around that are semi-mobile and in acute pain and in a recovery process, and there's no support and no real help for them. The other issue is that once you get your, you know, there's a big push to give people wheelchairs when they leave rehab, but their body changes dramatically Mm. thereafter. Mm. And most of the time, once you've been issued a chair once, you won't receive another one. Mm. Mm. So we had, for example, um, two brothers in Nyanga who were victims of um, stabbings mm-hmm. and both had spinal cord injuries. Mm-hmm. And one was issued with a manual wheelchair on leaving rehab, but his condition deteriorated and he could no longer push that chair, mm-hmm. which is often the case. Mm-hmm. And a motorized wheelchair. Um, most people don't realize, but they are over 200,000 rand. Mm-hmm. Sure. Thanks very much, Robin, for that take. And thanks very much to you as well, Ronel Leeson, uh, who is from the Quad Power Association of South Africa. And you can get in touch with them if you want to learn how to drive. They've got a fantastic initiative. It's called a Driving Ambition Program. And all you need to have is just your learners. Lord, how are we going to help this individual that we've come across? As an organization at the moment, because we are operating in Gauteng, yeah. I would urge people to either contact me direct, those that would be able to assist uh, in some sort, and I would be able to give them the details of the actual beneficiary because they are based in Kiani in the Limpopo province. My concern is, so here we are targeting one individual. Yes. It, it doesn't deal with the issue and it's it's systemic issue the, you know the the, the the obviously the problem in the province true, true so so what what then you know um one thing I realized um 
as people within communities, we also shy away from issues. Mm. When we see a person having a similar problem, mm. it's it's not easy for us to, to open up and speak up about it. Mm. Because in this instance, it took one person, mm. which by it hurt him that every time he passes there and he sees the situation, mm. hence he had to ask, what is the situation? What is going on? Why do I always see this girl outside on a broken wheelchair? And that, and that was where now he gets explained that no, this is the current situation that we are living with. And I believe that it's not necessarily people in Gauteng or people that live in big cities that are able to assist. Even people within communities, mm. if you cannot give money or buy a wheelchair, assist by perhaps repairing the old wheelchair, mm. because if it needs welding and that if you do have that machinery or you know somebody can assist with it, just by assisting to fix that wheelchair, it also makes a huge difference. Hey. You've said people can contact you d directly. I'm not giving away your numbers. Where, where, <laughs> could they, where can they find you? Where? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I just want to stay in my lane. Where can people find you? <laughs> they can send a WhatsApp yes. to our WhatsApp line on 081-055-6514. That's 081-055-6514. Let's be clear. Lloyd is not giving away the wheelchair no you are just assisting people connect to each other yes so if you want to assist please get in touch with lloyd that's all that he's doing he's just trying to say i will help you get in touch with the with the family that needs this wheelchair lloyd thanks very much for joining us thank you very much for having lloyd me lady who is a disability activist and uh, we're going to try and sort that situation out chop, chop chop he says he's going to do it so we'll see next week whether he's managed to do it two o'clock now let's get the latest in news with utsi lesaku